Wakanda. family it is season three of finally podcasting with your host blaze i'm here i'm alive i'm well well um i don't even know if this is going to be a long episode i think i just want to always get to the nitty-gritty of everything i've kind of been having a headache recently and i don't mean a literal headache i've been just having a headache because coming into research coming into conversations coming into different things and starting to do research on my own only because i'm a little frustrated by like things that i've learned before especially about myself being a so-called african-american on the mainland of america i start to look at different things you know i, I mean there's a difference of opinions there's a difference of facts there's a difference of uh, information we all know good and well america lies America has hid so many different things from so-called black people, so-called African-Americans. And, um, you know, I also want to talk about a little bit of attention. I, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it on this episode. Depends on how the groove goes and how I feel. But this is a very analytical episode based upon the research that I've found this far and different things that I've encountered when doing this research that a lot of our people don't know because we've been brainwashed for the last 400 to 500 years. I'm also going to be doing a segment later this season. I think I'm probably going to name it. It's probably not all white people's fault. And you'll probably think, Blaze, what are you talking about? There's some research that I found out where I'm just like, I can't necessarily blame the white man or white supremacy for everything based upon certain researches that I've found. As much as I would really love to say it is their fault because we're living in their territory. I mean, well, they made it their territory and we have no choice but to be in it. They basically gentrified it. So I have no choice but to live in a gentrified landmass and I don't know who I am and I have to learn what they want to teach me. Also, going beyond the theory, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in the book. These are all theories and all these different things. Calling this episode African Americans versus African Diaspora Too Hostile. Now, if you understand what this is, this is going to be a new series from me. This is about getting to the nitty gritty. Last time I did the African Americans versus African Diaspora, it was about the debate. It was about the rips and raps that so called African Americans and Africans have towards each other. Also about mulattoes and about these different things on the landmass of the United States of America. The reason why I call it too hostile, or I would assume I call it too hostile, is just the fact that matter, a lot of the information that's coming on right now online, you got a lot of people arguing back and forth about, oh, well, I can't stand people who's not proud to be African. That's self-hate. That's self-hate. And then you got other people out there that on the, the flip, dot, flip side are saying that African-Americans ain't African. I am trying my best to just take it all in and not say things out of just finding information at the whim and not going over it 
over and over and over again. Just seeing it that one time and then just believing what I read that that one time. I don't want to do that. It's a lot of conflict information that I've read. And, um, you know, especially with finding out certain um, conversations and, you know, taking analytical notes for myself when I go outside in the environment. And, you know, also about the Pan-Africanist movements such we have right now, Dr. Umar Johnson and all these different things. And I think my next segment, I want to talk about your return for a second. I know in this episode, you're probably going to have me more than likely because I'm going to say it that um, more than likely, I technically do agree with the idea that so-called African-Americans, not all of us come from Africa. And that's just a fact. So... I don't know how to really start this, but um, we're going to just get into it. We're going to find out the fundamentals, but I'm going to really back into our conversations on the daily. So stick out for that, you know. Well, uh, yeah, family, before I get to the, the meat and the potatoes of, uh, you know, the real research that I'm finding. I want to talk about the year of return with Ghana and Benin. I did a little small segment on my Instagram story on finally podcasting. No, you cannot find it. You will not find it there because it deleted in 24 hours. So you're not going to be able to do it. But, uh, you know, you see about this different things. And in my head, I was thinking about Bill Cosby when Bill Cosby was writing down, like teaching about the, the history of Africa and back in the 1970s. And, uh, you know, the numerous things that was put out on media and television and all these different things. And if you understand how America works, all it is is about deception. So you can't believe everything that they like. Like, you can't believe everything they say. You know why? Because they're not going to tell it to you on television. And if they do, it's just going to be a withering conversation, like one comment and then that's it. Because that's how they like to give it to you. See, on a lot of instances... It's about confusing the masses and lying to the masses, but they also have to always sprinkle uh, a sprinkling of truth. So I want to start off with the year of return because that's just the, the spirit I have. I just felt like the year of return would just help me to strategize my notes when I did this coming up with this episode. So, bam. Year of return right now in 2020, you have the country of Ghana and you have the country of Benin. And um, my thoughts on that is, is that they're trying to get African-Americans more so to come over to Ghana and come over to Benin and have dual citizenship or give them citizenship to move out of America in order to go over to Ghana and Benin. You have a lot of celebrities that they have told out there to go to Africa and all these different things. And my opinions on it is rather negative than it is positive for numerous of reasons. First of all, we should not be looking to celebrities to answer our problems. I just saw on social media, they said that Meek Mill saying, oh, I'm out to Africa and all these different things. Fine, brother, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. You have people like Jay-Z and Beyonce, they said, coming out to Africa. You have Cardi B and Offset. You have all these numerous people, they said, went to Africa. You also have Ludacris, who sat up there and said that they have, he has dual citizenship between America and Ghana. The reason why my opinions is negative, and I mean very negative on Ghana, is for factors of reason. 
I know a lot of African-Americans out right now, so-called African-Americans, are sick and tired of the treatment that we have in this country, in this corporation, such as the United States, and that moving to Ghana, because I'm pretty sure this is the mindset of a lot of our people, that if we move over to Ghana, it's going to be a way of erasing our problems. My opinions on that is you cannot escape oppression. And I say that because if you move to any developed country, you have to follow their rules. The only way a so-called African-American or people of the melanated diaspora can get away from the problems in America or any person or plight or corporation or whatever have you that is doing wrong is if you can find a remote island or remote landmass that is not claimed by anyone and you can claim it for yourself. And that you set up the rules, you set up whatever you need to do to ensure that nobody can come onto your land and conquer it. And therefore, no extreme forces. And if you create your own trade, you create your own dollar, you create your own way of feeding yourself and the people around you, and you guys create a village. That's the only way it would work. Otherwise than that, you have no choice but to follow everybody else's rules. So with this whole thing with Ghana, the reason I ripped them to shreds is because I feel like they're full of shit. And this is the reason I feel like they're full of shit. Number one, Ghana is in deep debt right now. And I mean in deep debt right now. They don't have enough money to sit there and secure their ass with anything. Okay? They don't. The reason why they're using African Americans to this plight of talking about it is to increase sales on tourism. And they know the spending power of black people because we don't know how to spend our money. This is the reason why they want to sit here and talk about the year of return. To give you this falsehood that you need to come back home to the motherland. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Number two, even if you think that you're escaping from the American oppression of so-called the white man, you now have to be in the hands of the Chinese. Actually, if you really think about it, the Chinese economy has surpassed the American economy. The Chinese people are out there to do one thing and one thing only. Just like you had the Europeans gentrify so-called America, they are gentrifying Ghana. And they are gentrifying different countries in Africa right now. You don't have to worry about the Europeans no more in the next 20 to 30 years. You're going to have to answer to the Chinese. So, I mean, you know, African-Americans, if you feel like this is your place, you want to go out there, just be on record that you're going to have to answer to the Chinese. And I heard, number three, Ghan Guineans or Ghanaian, I don't even know what, you say. You can't say Guyanese because Guyanese is another country. But Guyanians, I think that's what you call it. That's the whatever name for it. I heard they don't even like you. <laughs> they don't like you. They don't, they don't, they really, they don't really rock with you. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they scam out there. They'll scam you. They'll put you in these harsh, harsh conditions. And you really think you're out there to make business and you're doing a great thing. But uh, you got to deal with the natives that's there. And the natives ain't really too positive about so-called African-Americans because it's a difference between us. OK, so you got to deal with that out there. Benin, they have that actor. I forgot his name. The dark skin brother, the dark skin African dude. Who sitting up there talking about, you know, black people need to come over to Benin, come over to Benin because it's all always about increasing sales and using so-called black people. I think Icon, Akon, I was about to say Icon, Akon also was using black people and sitting up there saying that America doesn't like black people. Okay, that's true. 
They don't like black people. I'm, we are very aware of that, that they don't like black people. But, um, you know, they use all these celebrities and all these different public figures for one thing, to spread propaganda, to spread all this money, to talk about this falsehood that you should go over to the motherland and do all these number thing, all these other things, right? Not these number things. I think number four or number five, I forgot what number I'm on real quickly. I don't blame so-called African-Americans for starting a business out there, but you need to do what these Africans do when they come over here or other nations do when they come over to America. You know, they start a business, they do what they do, they get their money and this, that, and the third. I'm even agreeing with you if you go to Ghana or you go to Benin. Start a business out there, sure. Bring that money back to your people over here. Bring it back to your family over here and allow them to make the bank that they can in order to keep building their business while while you're over there. They can start building businesses while they're over here. This is possible for us so that we can possibly defeat and some of our African-American communities, gentrification, in my honest opinion, because Africans and other nations have come over here and set up a 99 cent store and they know the value of the black dollar. And you'll keep shopping in that motherfucker and sit up there having an attitude because they're treating you like shit, but they're sending Western Union money over to their people out over in their country. See, we have to start learning how to play the game. The reason why we lose is because we don't know how to play the game or we're very negligent on how to play the game. Okay, so my idea on year of return, it's all a scam. It's all this, all the different things out here. I'm not trying to shit on Africans. I'm not trying to do that. That is not the point of this episode. But what I will tell you is, is that just because you go to Ghana does not mean that you're escaped from oppression. You're going to have to start answering to the Chinese while you're out there. Because the Chinese is having these Guyanians and these other continental African countries taking out loans to build infrastructure. They're also creating hospitals that's in a Chinese name and then only hiring Chinese people to be out there. And just like y'all go on and brag about swirling and all these different things. Yeah, a white man has more money. The African women out there are having sex and having baby body, babies by these Chinese men. And guess what these Chinese men are doing? They leaving the mother, they taking them. They might care for them a little bit and stuff like that, but it's all about a plan for them to bring that money back to China. So that's the reason why I believe the year of return, this whole idea about Ghana and Benin is some fraudish shit. Bit my tongue when I said that. <laughs> so that's my idea on it, but it, it allows me to get into my next segments. Because I don't know if I feel like spending much time on this because this is, I still have to do a lot of research in order to back up my shit. So, yeah. So, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that I was reading up on this thing called 103 Facts About the Black, uh, well, I was about to say African, 103 Facts About the Black Indian. Now, a lot of knowledge that I've came into, I have to thank Instagram for because Instagram has allowed me to start looking at things in a certain way and start connecting the dots on different things and start questioning a lot of things that's going on, especially with the Pan-Africanist movement and, you know, people out here who still go on the rhetoric of talking about we are Africans. I am having a problem with people who go on Instagram and you guys are being disrespectful 
You guys are going on there creating a, a, a stupid Instagram page talking about indigenous debunk and all these different things. And you're showing us a boat, uh, a, a flyer or something like that. But it was made by the Europeans talking about Nigerians came on the boats in the 1800s. That doesn't solidify your argument at all, fam. Because the fact of the matter is the last of the slavery ships came, supposedly the last of the slavery ships came in the 1800s. And as far as I'm concerned, these archaeologists and these people out there was only able to confirm one slave ship in recent findings. I forgot what year they did it. I was about to say 2013, but I'm not too sure. I think it was about 2014 or whatever. And that's why I'm saying this is an analytical episode based off of stuff that I found and I remember. This is the reason I'm saying it. But, you know, you have people out there that are pan-Africanists. They sit here and they say, oh, um, you know... Y'all don't want to accept that y'all African, that self-hate, that self-hate, that self-hate. No. Even if you disagree with that person, I mean, I think you should just do the research or try to see exactly where they're coming from before you start arguing and you start doing all these different things. Just like you have these people out here, so-called black people, so-called African-Americans, that are sit here and say, you know, we, not no Afri- we ain't no Africans. You know, we all had to learn that knowledge about Africa Blase blah for a long time. So don't bother these brothers and sisters out here who have a difference of opinion. They did their own research. They went to the Library of Congress. They went to these different places to do the research. And by legal terms, they don't identify themselves as African-Americans. Now, I could go on and I don't feel like giving you nitty gritty because, again, this is an analytical episode. I feel like I'm saying it over and over again because this is just a stress that I'm not too ignorant to the fact I don't have all the information in front of me. But by legal manners, legal terms, legal ideas, the idea of African-Americans and the idea of Africans or the term African-Americans or blacks was a created term. That wasn't the actual term of who we are. Even Native Americans was not the actual term for us. But I mean, it's a recognized term. And you might say, well, the Native Americans that you see on TV and the Native Americans that you see outside, those are the real Native Americans. You even had people that went online and was sitting up there saying that Mexicans are the real Native Americans. Well, I, I disagree with you on that, my fam, because it's really reasons, a lot of reasons for that. Well, you know, the European was capable of mixing races, uh, just like, you know, you have breeds of dogs, you have breeds. He created different, they refer to, referring to as the captives, the prisoners of war, as breeds. So they wanted to mix breed, they wanted to mix different people. You had the mulattoes, you had all these different people. Some say that the Hispanics or the Latinos that you see now are a mixture of Siberians, mulattoes, and Europeans. How true that is, I am not sure. I am not trying to sit there and say that it's 100% true. But that's what I heard. With that being said, another thing that we have to add on is the phenotypes of so-called African-Americans and Africans. Now, if you put me, a so-called African-American, because I have no lineage to the Caribbeans or African landmass or, you know, different places in South America, I am really a so-called African-American. That's all I know. As far as I'm concerned, if you put me next to an African, even if they was born here in America, you know there's a difference between me and that person. It's just true. It has nothing to do with skin tone and this, that, and third, but you could tell there is a difference between me and that so-called African man, okay? And 
I sit here and I go in circles because of the fact of the matter, there's so many clues and so many different things that's really being told in front of your face right now where there is a possibility, and this is why I say this, there is a possibility that we are not Africans, that this is just a play that the so-called, well, America has used in order to brainwash and downsize so-called African-Americans into believing that we came from all these different slave ships. I want you to also bring this to, into question, family. Even if you did come off of those boats on the slave ships, let's do logistics, shall we? You're talking about Europeans that are not smart by nature back in this time, that are not smart by nature, do not know how to navigate around the world, right? A lot of people sit here and say Columbia, um, uh, Christopher Columbus made a mistake and he went to the wrong landmass. He went to West Indies and this, that, and a third, right? Well, who did he need in order? Because you're talking about Europeans. You said that Europeans do not have the knowledge to grasp, right? When you look at a lot of these maps, they drew it off of what they saw. It's not what they knew. It's what of what they saw and what they thought, which could be pretty much scribble, scrabble, and chicken scratch. Who's the one that taught them how to bathe? Who's the one that taught them how to how to wash? Who's the one that taught them about all these mathematics and all these sciences, sciences and all these other things? Wasn't it melanated people? Now, we could have the argument. We could talk about Moors and we could talk about all these different things. But family, really think about it for one slight second. 400 million slaves and how many ships was reported that went back and forth? Is that number true? I said, if that number is true, how many days did it take to go from, say, Ghana all the way to Jamestown, Virginia? How many days? You cannot sit here and tell me a boat can travel from Ghana, the coast of Ghana, the Ivory Coast, right? All the way to Jamestown, Virginia within days or hours. It's not, we didn't have planes back then. We had boats and with boats, I'm pretty sure it took days to travel. I've been on a cruise boat before. From Florida to at least from Florida all the way to the Caribbean islands, sometimes a trip took two to three days. So imagine that and quadruple that when you're talking about so-called African-Americans being traveled from these ships from Ghana all the way to, all the way to Jamestown, Virginia. I did the calculations. I did. I did the calculations. If you don't believe me, you can look it up. I think kilometers was like 2,000 something. And then when you convert it to miles, it's 5,000. It's about 5,000 miles to travel from the coastal and to the place of Ghana all the way to Jamestown, Virginia, or Virginia in general. That's amazing. 5,000 miles doesn't take days. I would assume it takes months. But then you have to take into account the logistics of the body. If you are in shackles and chains, you can't move. I'm pretty sure your muscle will cramp. Muscles will cramp. Women, you go through periods every month, so you would be bleeding. You would be bleeding. You wouldn't be able to do anything. Also, the fact of the matter, you're talking about hunger. What were they fed? What was their diet? Now, I remember that they had this movie, I believe. I'm not sure if this is true. I don't know if it's the placebo effect or anything, or I'm just making shit up. Uh, that they had a movie where the slave masters or the people of the ship was feeding these Africans pig's blood and pig feeding them swine and it was fed with salt water now this couldn't work your diet is different from what you used to you would have to throw up tremendously 
and you would have to barf. Yeah, you would have to barf tremendously. That's true. Also, you cannot drink salt water. You can't you can't digest salt water. Salt water, you cannot do that. You could die from salt water. I'm being completely serious. You cannot drink ocean water. They tell you that all the time. You cannot drink water. You cannot drink salt water. You have to purify it. Um with that being said, your body cannot survive for such a period of time before you die of starvation and no water or no, no nourishment because there's people who become very now very malnourished and they die. So, you have to ask those questions to each other. How can it be logistically possible for sets of slaves to maneuver between two continents? To then come into something like this in America and then automatically start being a slave the next day. And that's really what it's about. <laughs> also, let's go on a fact when we're talking about so-called African-Americans. You know, there's different names you had before you was called an African-American at this moment. To give you a little bit of background, a lot of people believe that the theory about African-Americans came up from the term that Jesse Jackson decided to use in 1988 to popularize the term. He did not create it. He popularized the term in 1988, thus forth giving uh, colored people what we would call before now the righteous name of being called African-Americans. Now, doing research on this, African-Americans wasn't a term used all the time, mind you, it wasn't it wasn't like that. But African American, the term African American first came around in 1835. Now, if you think about about that, the Indian Removal Act came around in 1830. Trail of Tears around that time, and all these different things. 18, 1828, and the 400 numerous treaties that was had to be signed between the Europeans and so-called African Americans of that time. <sighs> I mean, I know it's like. February or whatever and stuff like that. And, you know, we're celebrating this so-called Black History Month and this, that, and the third. And I don't mind, you know, digging out this information for you guys because we don't know who we are. We've been lied to. We've been we've been said all these different things. Now, I know a lot of people is going to talk about Egypt, Kemet, and all these different things out there. And about how, you know, they found all these fixtures, all these different things. Egyptians in Egypt, they found these gods they found them to be brown skin and dark skin and all these different things they they have uh stones and all these different things found in south america and when south america you found a lot of these like fixtures that have the heads and they look very you know look like the the phenotype of a so-called african-american now again i have a hard time you know looking at everything because i'm still looking at things in retrospect my thing is a lot of people don't like to talk about this because we don't know. And what you have to start understanding is there's still a lot of pyramids that you can find in America. There's a lot of mounds that you can start finding in America. All of these different things you can find in America, but they don't teach you that. They don't tell you that. I mean, you just got to start doing some digging. If you know America is lying, then why the hell would you believe? Why, why, if you know in textbooks that what they say about African-Americans is not true, don't you think you should start doing research? Don't you should don't you think you should start looking at a lot of the things that they told you and start wondering, well, how was life on America before 1492? 
How was life in America during the 1500s or before 1619 and 1620? Oh, we came on boats? Nah, I don't believe that. And, and I'll tell you what. What sprung, sprung the, the, the idea for me to start looking at everything differently? I even started looking at the customaries and the food. I mean, hear me out. Soul food, right? This is a structure of so-called African-Americans. You cannot find soul food in Africa. Don't sit here and tell me because we was putting we was putting shackles and chains and we had to work out in the field and blah 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 and all this other stuff. Don't tell me that. Whatever tradition, you understand how Europeans work. They don't just take your shit and then apply what they have to you. You still hold on to something that you have, but now you have to make it in favor of them. Okay? So when it comes to soul food. Excluding certain things that was put on the African-American diet, you cannot find soul food in Africa. Cornbread, string beans, mac and cheese comes from Europeans because it involves milk. And remind you, Europeans' diets are horrible. We adapted their diets. And to the other stuff, ham hocks or whatever it is, turkey, because we fry turkey. You also have to think about it. Black people are not foreigners to cornmeal. We use cornmeal in a lot of different dishes. When it comes to Native American life, they are not strangers to cornmeal. But, 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 let me slow up. Let me slow up. Let me slow up. I started thinking about this further. Not even just the factor of so-called Africans and all this other stuff, which African, Africa was never, Africa has never, has not always been Africa. Africa was named after an emperor or champion named Africanus. That's what I remember. That's why this is an analytical episode. America was named after Amerigo Vespucci. Okay? So it was always about conquering a land first and then naming it in honor of that war veteran that killed off the people of that land. We are prisoners of war. Okay? So I know a lot of people out here is talking about reparations and this, that, and the third. And I'm going to cover that later this season to give my perspective on everything when it comes to it, okay? So I read, and you can look this up on the internet. I got this from the internet, anybody can view it. 103 facts about the black Indian. A lot of what they're saying is, is that black Indians were fighting against each other and basically you know, causing mischief with each other way before the white man came in. Before European arrival, it says it on fact 55. Black Indians did slave raids on each other before and after European arrival. 56 says black Indians owned other black Indians as slaves. These slaves were also classified as Negroes. Okay. This is this is what it says on this on this right here. Now, I don't want to be the type of person to just look at this and say this is a fact of everything. I don't like relying on one factual system about so-called African Americans, okay? But this is what it says, okay? So, then I heard about this thing called Buffalo Soldiers. And with Buffalo Soldiers, they were so-called black soldiers, black Indian soldiers that were sent out by people like George Washington in order to make 
Indians who did not agree with the new U.S. system that they adopted to take place. So basically, they had a disagreement and they, uh, you know, the higher uppers sent out the, the black, the, the buffalo soldiers in order to kill off those black people who didn't agree. That's what I heard. You can research buffalo soldiers. I'm totally not lying on this. Again, my research coming into everything came up with two things. Number one. I don't know why people have in a tribe. They don't seem like they usually have a tribe. But when you do history, every entire melanated person. I want to make this another segment, but I'm going to get into this so you can understand where I'm coming from. We're very tribal. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't believe that black people never had tribes. We do. Let me get into it. So I was going on my rant about, you know, black people being tribal, melanated people being tribal. You see, it's funny because African people, they know their tribes more or less than anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know that. You know, wow. Get an email. But, you know, I know there's people out there that go about tribes and stuff like that. And you go to Africa and they talk about the Yoruba tribe. And they talk about the Shanti and all these different things or Obi or Ogun and this, that and the third. All these different tribes that's out there. I know. They have villages and all these different things, right? So why do black people not understand that they have a tribe? When you speak to so-called African-Americans and you sit here and say about Indians and being so-called Native Americans, a lot of them say that they do agree that they have a family lineage of so-called Native Americans. So what's hard for you to believe that? And yes, people, all the time we usually get into the same discussions and we'll sit up there and say that we're Cherokee. No, no. I do possibly believe that a lot of us did come from the down south and came to up north. But let's not forget that there was already Native Americans up north, too. Case in point, if you go on YouTube right now and you look at the, the speech gave by the brother Old Dirty Bastard, God rest his soul. Um, Old Dirty Bastard had an interview in the 1990s. And what did he say on that interview? I am not no African-American. I ain't no black man. I am not no black man. And this is what sprung my research. One of the things that sprung my research Old Dirty Bastard goes on record of saying on that show, I forgot the, the radio host's name. It's a white guy. But he says, I am not no no African-American. I ain't no black man. He said, what are you? You, you know, say you say you ain't no black man. What are you? He said, I'm a Native American. I'm a real indigenous American. I'm a Shinnecock Indian. Ooh, a Shinnecock Indian. Now, New Yorkers, I want to give you some, some jewels. I want to drop some jewels on you. You can find Shinnecock Indians in the eastern part of Long Island, a.k.a. the Hamptons, okay? You can find so-called, no, not even so-called because they're Shinnecocks. You can find Shinnecock Indians, Shinnecock Indians, yes. You can find them on the eastern part of Long Island, Suffolk County, Hamptons. When you look at these Shinnecock Indians, they look just like your grandmother. They look just like me. I swear, I am not lying. Yo, I was so amazed to find that out and that they recently had a protest out there about how it was something wrong. It was like an environmental thing that happened and it was just really crazy. And I was just like, wow, I did not know these so-called Shinnecock people look like me and you. Now, if you do a lot of research also, you have to also figure out even places in New York. There's a lot of towns and cities that's named after Native American tribes and all these different things. But ironically, a lot of the population includes black people. Where can you mainly find it? You can mainly find it in Brooklyn. Number one, look at Canarsie. 
Yes. The last stop or first stop on the L. Far Rockaway. A-Train. These towns are named after Native Americans. That begs the question, well, Blaze, that still doesn't prove anything. Yo, so what? Far Rockaway has a black population. So does Canarsie. So does Harlem. So does the Bronx. Blah, blah, blah. So does Jamaica, Queens. And blah, blah, blah. I get you. Now, to piggyback off of that, there's a lot of trails that was created by Native Americans. And I was reading this article also in the Bronx that, you know, you had Native Americans out in the Bronx that was fighting the Bronx War against the uh, British. I forgot who. But then they had someone like Mary Hutchison that owned, I wouldn't say slave, but earned that, that had servants. And they had, I believe they had Native Americans kill Mary Hutchison or something like that. And they had, um, they or, I don't know if killed or they did something. And they was trying to say, and Mary Hutchison wrote a letter saying, or oh, I really don't know. I'm sorry. This is an analytical episode. I want to be sure of myself. But they had wrote a letter talking about, please spare my Indian Negro servant. And I'm like, well, why are they calling Indians Negroes? <laughs> Where does that come from? And you know, you do the translation of Negro, it still means black. And my thing is, going back to the idea of tribes, well, why would Old Dirty Bastard, if you look at Old Dirty Bastard, me and you, you know, we go back and forth, we look at Old Dirty Bastard, you would categorize him as a black man, as a so-called African-American man. Well, why is he calling himself a Shinnecock Indian? Well, you know, there's a lot of different things out here that's a little bit weird, family. I mean, yeah, I understand. We'll look at Africans because of the hair texture and the noses and all these different things. But you have to understand melanated people in general. All melanated people around the world are applicable to tribes. That's what they're known for. They're known for tribes. I don't know any Europeans that's uh, that's known for having tribes. Melanated people, we have tribes, though. So I find it a little bit weird when, you know, people will sit here and say, we're all African, we're all African. But you would never say that to a Samoan. If you got in contact with a Jarawar Indian or you got in contact with a North Sentinelese Indian, you would never call them an African. The people in Australia, and I'm talking about the Aboriginal people of Australia, not in Tasmanians. That's where the idea of the Tasmanian devil comes from, because it was about the Europeans defeating the Tasmanian tribe out in Australia. You would not call the aboriginals of Australia African. You would not call, well, you probably would call Brazilians Africans and South Americans Africans to a decree. Panamanians, Jamaicans, this, that, and the third. I know y'all are in the mix too. But Western, my point is, Western Hemisphere people are different from continental Africans. And I'm finding research that actually, in retrospect, that there were mainland so-called Native Americans that actually were being shipped back and forth on slave ships to the Caribbean more so. And, and they got shipped out to Africa as opposed to a bunch of Africans coming over here. OK. And again, this is an analytical episode. This is not to, to make the generalization or anything. I just want you guys to see. And there's a lot of legal uh, uh, documents sharing that they changed it through policy. They changed it through trees. They also changed it through different, you know, the constant. I don't want to say the constitution, but they changed it around so that we could lose the, the birthright. But a lot of people don't notice. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't notice at all. And even when you break down a lot of towns that's famously known by 
having it be free black towns, they have a, a essence of Native American dialect and words. It's also Oklahoma is from one, and Seneca Village in New York is another. Rossville and Staten Island, I'm not too sure of, but Seneca Village, yes. But that's debatable because Seneca was a Roman was a Roman philosopher. I think he did come to Africa, but I think that's the reason you have Senegal. So there's a brother that touched on that before, and he was sitting up there saying Seneca Village came from Senegal Village. But then if you go upstate, you have to answer to two things. First, you have to answer Seneca Falls, which is a town in upstate New York, and Seneca slash Cayuga Lake, which is upstate New York. But Seneca is also a tribe that existed in um, central New York. So you have a lot of things to answer to. Tulsa comes from Tulsi, Tuskegee. And I did mention this on my Instagram. If I didn't, then I know I'm going to mention it. But you know, there's a lot of things to think about family. And I'm only here to make you think and to make you see there's a lot of different things that's going on that speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of movies that don't tell you it. I know y'all getting gassed up about Wakanda and about the Black Panther movie and this, that, and the third. But man, let me tell you something, man. You'll slip on ice once you find out that uh, a lot of things is misclassified and there's a lot of misclassification, which led to us being called African-Americans and a belief system that we come from Africa. So, um, yeah, I want to get into the next segment. Let's go on. Now, I get it. You know, you have African-American or Black History Month. We have the African-American Day Parade that happens in Harlem every year in September. Also, the African-American Day Parade that happens in Staten Island every August or September. No, it happens in September as well because it's right after or before the African-American Day Parade in Harlem. Harlem is actually a Dutch word. It's not African. It's not Native American anything. There was a name of Harlem before it was called Harlem. Harlem was established in 1658 by the Dutch. That's why you know it as Harlem today. And Harlem from there was actually spelled with two A's, not one, which actually represented the High River, if I'm not mistaken, in the Netherlands. That's the history on that. Brooklyn actually represents Moore's Land, but you got to think into that because why are there people out there who are so-called black holing themselves Moors? And Brooklyn has a big concentration of so-called African-Americans. Family, I don't even know where I'm going with this episode. I'm just going off the fly with my topics. But, um, you know, we always come up with these theories about the Western Hemisphere, about Darwinism. And I think I wanted to get on here about Darwinism and the misclassification. Because when it came to the so-called white man, it was always his idea about addressing any person that they said as a melanated people, always addressing them as Negroes, always addressing them as black and all these different things because of his ignorance of not knowing who we are. Okay, now there's also stories that go out there that saying that there was this book by this man. Hold on, I'm I want to go check it out now because there was a guy that went ahead and he had came over to the United States of America before it was the United States of America, and he had said that the Native Americans that he found over here was actually and very much so. What you call it? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm looking this up right now so I can check for you guys. They were saying that this guy came up with, um, was saying that he had found the indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere to be 
to be the lost tribes of Israel. Now, I know you guys are know if you guys are smart and you understand what I'm talking about, you know that when they talk about the lost tribes of Israel, they're usually talking about the Hebrew Israelites. Now, I've taken every information from everybody, even Pan-Africanists. I take information from Pan-Africanists. I take information from Hebrew Israelites. I also take information from people who claim that we are indigenous. So I'm trying to find this dude's name. I'm really trying to find this dude's name right now. Where is his name? Yeah. There's a lot that says it right now. But um, if I can find it, I'll let you guys know. But, you know, we're also talking about Darwinism. Now, it also says in its 103 facts about the Black Indian that they were talking about the Pangea, which in Greek means all one, which is the reason why through European rhetoric, usually you always hear them sitting here saying that we're all one, we're all just one race, we're all human, right? They don't like to understand there is a classification and the difference between different people. You know, you have Mongoloid, Negroid, Caucasians, and this, that, and the third. Well, Caucasians is not called that. Neanderthal. So, you know, Pangea comes from the Greek word all one. But, um, you know, my problem is, is that, you know, people keep talking about, oh, we all came from Africa. We all came from Africa. We all came from Africa. Okay, well, number one, Africa was named Africa by someone. Okay, we did not, not have a name. It was probably called something different before it was called that. Okay. And the thing about it is, is that we had to be spread out amongst the earth way before that one place in time. And you can't determine where you come from on that map. You understand what I'm saying? You can't determine that. Now, this is the fact 31 on it. It says, during the time of Pangea, a Greek word that means all one, all of the continents on the planet earth were one mass land of land, one mass of land. People lived and thrived during the time of Pangea. This is a large explanation as to why pyramid builders in the Eastern Hemisphere, a.k.a. Africa, and other landmasses over there, and pyramid builders in the Western Hemisphere, a.k.a. Canada, and United States of America, Mexico, and in South America, have cultures that are incredibly synonymous. This is the reason why you guys have no problem comparing the two to Egypt and all these different things, just in my opinion. That's why I say in my opinion, because I'm not sure. The continents continue to move. Some move four inches a year. The continents will one day become a one mass of land again. The continents are currently separated at this time. However, the genetic link of beings from Pangea never never parted. And that's the reason I have a problem with you guys always sitting up there talking about we are all one and we all come from Africa. You cannot sit here and say that. You don't know for sure where we come from. Okay? That's the only thing that I'm trying to say. Now... I'm still trying to find the guy that I'm trying to talk about. And this is the reason why this episode is so damn hard. Because I'm giving you information on the fly. But, um, you know, that's the reason I don't believe, you know, we all come from Africa. Yeah, we all come from a common place. More so, the melanated people came from all, all, all came from one place. So, this is the reason I like to say that. What else am I looking for? But, you know, the U.S. constitutional government... Oh, fact 30 says the U.S. constitutional government is a plagiarized copy of a black Indian governmental system, the Iroquois Nation. Now, if you ask what the Iroquois Nation is, the Iroquois Nation more or less uh, is existent in New York City. Their, their, their foundation was in New York City. 
Now, don't ask me why this could lead to a reason why New York is so rich when it comes to trading and all these different things and why there's such a big concentration on New York when it comes to trade and finances. Right now, I'm not sure of that. So don't 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 quote, quote my word on it. Do all this research for yourself. And I'm still looking at the research for myself. OK, I've also talked about. What is it? I also talked about. What is it? The 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 ten little ne- the ten little Indians and then converting it to ten little niggas. This is stuff that I found out, dude. I'm not even trying to lie to you on this. This is some real cutthroat stuff, you feel me? But um yeah, there's a lot of information to be said. And the only reason I say this is because I'm trying to have you guys look at different things and look at different altitudes before you go out there and just say that you're African. Because if you are to go ahead against a government system, right? And you say that you're African American or black, and you say that you owe your old land land back, right? You know they're going to look at you crazy and going to be like, "Well, what land? You're claiming yourself to be two different continents." Because as you understand, America is a continent and Africa is a continent. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just trying to make you guys aware when you guys are calling yourself African American and you out here talking about reparations and you're talking about, "Yo, we need to get our land back." You understand what I'm saying? You guys are calling yourself two continents at the same time. I'm not I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just calling how it is. You guys are calling yourself two nations at the same time, which is a contradiction because you was born in America. You are a born American citizen. If you can't trace back your lineage to Africa, how could you call yourself African? Think about that. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. But you see how you have Chinese American, Japanese Americans, you have, I mean, loosely, you even have Haitian Americans, Mexican Americans, and this, that, and the third. You know, it's really harder for us to so-called African Americans because, you know, this was all put on us and we don't know. And this is the reason I do this information. Oh, I also wanted to mention one thing. The reason why I say the phenotype is against is different between so-called African-Americans and Africans. Now, I know a lot of y'all won't agree because they could have the same skin tone as us. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Now, you guys that are so-called African-Americans, more so of your brown skin, put a penny on yourself. You ever notice that they've always said in books a lot of the times they have the, the Crayola color, Indian red, tawny complexion, and then they have copper skin, Indians? Now, if you put a penny on yourself, the color of... uh. A penny is usually brown, but they say it's copper because it's made out of copper and it's one cent. Family, understand what I'm saying here. Copper colored skinned Indians is you. It's not these Africans that came off these ships and these boats. Copper skinned Indians are you. Okay. now you might disagree again. I'm fine with that. It is what it is. They've also always put out propaganda to make it seem like the indigenous American looks more Southern American or look, you know, like the five dollar Indians you see today. More so people who go on that campaign like Elizabeth Warren, who's a liar in her own right, because she is not. And I mean, she is not a real Native American. She's a five dollar Indian. So with that being said, family, I don't know where else to go with this. As far as I'm concerned. This is a very analytical episode, and they also did the Darwinism theory. Also, regardless if you're African or not, you must understand we did not evolve from monkeys. This is a lie, okay? This is a, a flat-out lie. We did not evolve from monkeys. Who evolved from monkeys and chimpanzees are Neanderthals, a.k.a. Caucasians. 
They did not, we did not re evolve from no damn monkeys. We are the chosen people. We are the people who deserve to be on this land birthright. Whatever we did to unfulfill the commandments, and I'm not a very, I don't like to be on a religious aspect, but I definitely do believe that, you know, there is some truth to what the Hebrew Israelites say or the Hebrews that identify themselves as Hebrew Israelites. I definitely do agree that a lot of things in the Bibles or things that they say are definitely true. You understand what I'm saying? And they say certain things that, you know, we are special people. We come from that. We have always been the people, the originators of this land. So whatever we did to unfulfill the commandments of the Most High, Yahweh Shai, Jesus, if you want to call him that, Buddha, um, Allah, or whatever you want to call him, we did something to mess up our position. And I think that's the reason why we're stuck in these problems today. But, um, you know, family, I'm really trying to find this man that, that went ahead and <laughs> did all these different things. But as far as I'm concerned, family, you know, we need to do a different um, outtake on who we are and where we come from. And I think people on the Western Hemisphere that are so-called African or, you know, African-American or you are the melanated people of the Western Hemisphere, we are not necessarily related to the continental Africans. Just my opinion. Well, otherwise, in that family, I don't know what else to really say. I was trying to find the facts for you guys, and I still can't find it. And, um, you know, in case you want to know a little bit of intel on what I'm talking about, also look at Pat Poose, the rapper Pat Poose. He's from, he's from Liberia, but if you look at what the name Pat Poose comes from, Pat Poose is actually Native American. It actually means um, little baby or Native American child. Otherwise, in that family, that's all I have to say. You can look up a couple of facts on the Internet called 103 Facts of the Black Indian that I actually read from today. And this is where you can find a lot of the information and you can look up a whole bunch of other books. I'm going to start looking in the Library of Congress to get the information for you guys to prove these theories true and also look at some African books. Since you guys are still sitting up there saying we're African-Americans, not to not to crap on y'all, not to do that at all. Just so that I can have an understanding against the argument with each other so that we can come into this information together and we can have a conversation about who we are and who we really stand for. Because there's just a lot of lies that America has caused. And in case we need to start talking about reparations or getting our land back, we have the legal process to get our land back. Because if you're calling yourself African-American, you're calling yourself a foreigner. That's just really what it is, okay? So, you know, that's really it, family. Otherwise than that, peace and hair grease. I'm finally podcasting.